on a hand praise again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You are the living word. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready for the message this morning? Amen. Amen. Before we uh, bring our pastor, I, I just want to read this verse here. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Say, for the word of God is living. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any to his soul. It's even piercing even the division of souls and spirit and of joints and morals. And it is also a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. And there is no creature, none hidden from his sight. But all things, hallelujah, are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. Let's get a Lord hand praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now we getting ready for the word. We just thank our pastor this morning. Amen. The Lord really been blessing. And we thank the Lord for the first lady and the whole family. Amen. So right now I ask you to stand. Amen. And let's usher in our pastor and let him be bless us with this word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen, amen. If you have Bibles, I'm going to ask you to prepare to turn to Exodus, the 24th chapter. I'm going to pray real quick. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your many blessings, Lord. Lord, you protected us from dangers seen and unseen. Father God, we thank you for the blessings that you've given us in terms of good reports from doctors, Lord, and uh, you've eased our minds and you've comforted our hearts, Father, and I just thank you. And Lord, right now, we need to hear from you. We need to hear from on high words that come from you, words of life, Father, that we may live on and, and go on and preach on and teach on in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just would like us to just uh, remain standing as I read the word. It's uh, Exodus uh, 24, chapter verses 12 through 18. Exodus 24, verses 12 through 18. Now the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and remain there. And I will give you the stone tablets with the law 
and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua, his servant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. But to the elders, he said, wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a legal matter, let him approach them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud. And to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. That portion of scripture came from the uh, eighth lesson for this quarter. And um, I think the title of that lesson was Moses Speaks to God Alone. Uh, I was looking at Sister Rackler. She usually, she usually know it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. And um, I said that I would keep us on track as much as I can with the Sunday school lessons because those are just some really good Sunday school lessons that we've been having. Amen. But before I uh, go into the message further, I just want to uh, give a praise report. For the past couple of months, I've been dealing with uh, a medical issue. Um, I went to uh, the doctor for my... Uh, annual physical and he touched around on my neck and then he kind of gave me a, a interesting look and said yeah you need to go and get that uh checked so um he's been keeping an eye on it uh, due to the pandemic and stuff we've kind of missed a couple of uh, uh of appointments and um so anyway he wanted me to go ahead and uh uh, get it uh, ultrasound. So I went and got it ultrasound, and then when it came back, he actually gave me a call, and he said, eh, we need to now go and uh, get this thing biopsied. We need to see what's going on. Well, um, because of the pandemic, things are going slow, and so I had to wait and wait and wait and wait and it felt like years, <laughs> but it was actually only probably about a month or so. So on election day, I went in, got the uh, biopsy. And then um, Thursday, I got a call. They said everything was fine. It looks, everything was good. There's no, nothing looking crazy or anything. So that was a, a long story short. Of course, I could get into more particulars, but the point is, God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. So if you have your uh, scripture 
The scripture is Exodus once again, Exodus 24, verses 12 through 18. And I titled this uh, message, Closer Near You. <laughs> Closer and Near You. Amen. Because that's what this thing was about. I uh, stumbled upon an illustration this week, and I would like to read it to you, and I want to launch from there. And the title of this illustration is Engineers, Wrong Orders. Engineers, Wrong Orders. It goes like this. Some years ago, a passenger train was rushing into New York as another train was emerging. There was a head-on collision. Fifty lives were lost. An engineer was pinned under his engine, frightfully injured, and tears were running down his cheeks. In his dying, dying agonies, he held a piece of yellow paper crushed in his hand, and he said, take this. This will show you that someone gave me the wrong orders. The wrong orders. This week, the expositor said this, teaching is one of God's primary goals in our lives. Teaching is one of God's primary goals in our lives. Imagine you being the individual that gave the instructions found on the yellow piece of paper. See, life is full of teachable moments, moments in which we are students and then others in which we are the instructor, right? Unless you are, were raised by wolves like uh, Mowgli, Mowgli, right? Mowgli, right? And I believe he was from the Jungle Book, right? Right? Unless you were raised like him, you were raised by someone, right? You were a, a, a student, a pupil, if you will, receiving guidance and direction. And at some point in your life, you became a parent or an uncle or an aunt or a big or an older sister or brother or mentor or or, or something on that line where you became the instructor. Left on our own, we would, <laughs> we would freely give a whole bunch of those yellow pieces of paper with wrong directions, right? Left on our own. But I ran across a scripture this week in Ezekiel, the third chapter, verse 18, and it reads as follows. When I say to the wicked, you will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked ways that he may live, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. Let me read that even uh, more in, from a different translation, the NLT. If I warn the wicked, saying, you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins. 
and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. You hear that? See, the stakes are too high. And God does not want uh, to put us in a predicament like that where we're just giving wrong information. He wants to prepare us. He, he provides the right answers for questions regarding life and death. As the writers of uh, our Sunday School lesson this week says, God wants to spend time with us. Why? Because our message hinges on a right message. We need a right message. And we need a right view of him as well. So as he did for Moses, so he will do for us today. He invites us to come, come closer. To come closer, right? To come up higher, as he stated to Moses. But the question is, is do we really want to go higher? (laughs) Do we really want to come closer, right? When, when we schedule time for God, is it in pencil or is it in permanent marker? When you schedule your time for God, do you have to pencil him in? Just in case you have to erase it and move it? Or is it in permanent marker? where you know the importance of having time with him, man. He give us that same opportunity he gave Moses. And listen once again to to verses 12 and 13. It says, now the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and remain there. And I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua, his servant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. Notice, the invitation was from God to come up the mountain of God, to receive the word of God, to instruct those sent your way by God. It was all about God, his invite, his mountain, his word, and his instructions that you were to move with, that Moses was to move with, and we are to move with. It's best to keep the main thing the main thing. We need to keep the main thing the main thing. In Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verse 2, and this is from the Old Testament. It says, speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. But then even when we move to the New Testament in 1 Peter first chapter, verse 16, it says, because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. We need to keep the main thing, the main thing. It's about knowing him. See, it's not about him knowing us. 
He already knows us. He created us. We don't need to inform him about us. Although he wants to hear, he wants to hear from us, right? He wants, he gives us an ear. But, but, but listen to Matthew's, the 11th chapter, verse 29. Just the first part of it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. <laughs> and others say, learn of me, right? See, it's about learning him. Knowing him. He knows us. He created us, right? He told Jeremiah, from your mother's womb, I knew you, right? So, yes, he wants us to bring our burdens to him, but more importantly, he wants us to get to know him better through a relationship built on faith in Jesus Christ. Knowing him, knowing him, it takes time. It takes time. Look at that 12th, uh, 12th, 12th verse once again, and you'll see this, these two words. It says, now the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and remain there. Remain there. Remain means wait. Wait there. And waiting means it's going to take some time. And if we couple that with verse 16, it says, the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud. Six days waiting, he had to wait. He told him to wait there. Just maybe getting to understand and, and to know an infinite and holy and sovereign creator. Maybe it takes more than reading the Bible for 30 minutes a day. Maybe that it takes more than that just to know who God is. Robert Allen, he wrote this week in one of the books, he says, Bible reading needs to lead to Bible study and then to biblical action. <laughs> you hear that? Bible reading needs to lead to Bible study and then to biblical action. See, it takes time to know this God we serve. See, he's, he, he's an infinite being, and we're finite. In, in other words, when we go on this venture and we start this venture of knowing him, guess what? You never turn to the last chapter, and then it's all over. No, you will continue to grow and grow and get to know him more and more and more. But do you want to? Do you want to draw closer? Do you want to get nearer to him? Do you want to get nearer to him? This lesson, it doesn't stop with our getting nearer to him, but it also brings in the Ten Commandments as well. Because in the Ten Commandments, the first four was about our vertical relationship, right? But he didn't leave out the last of them because then he switches and talks about that horizontal relationship as well. Amen? Because we see that Joshua was mentioned 
And we also see that others were mentioned earlier in this chapter as well. And that leads to what the expositor writer said this week. He says, the Lord provides his word to teach us and the Holy Spirit to empower us. But he also provides fellow believers to help us, challenge us, encourage us, and hold us accountable. This is why it is imperative that we make our relationship in a local church a priority. You hear that? Do you hear that? See, it didn't leave this out. He also said that this was important too. He said, but it starts with you drawing nigh to him, coming closer to him, getting closer and getting nearer to him. And then once you do that, it can help this. It can help this as well, right? The Lord placed Joshua in Moses's life so that Moses could mentor him, right? And Joshua would later become Moses's successor. Moses was not jealous over his own possession, position, or knowledge. He was willing and able to mentor someone. I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Are you at a point where you are willing and able to mentor someone? Because it's so important to, to teach others what you've learned down here in your walk. See, we don't keep it all to ourselves. At some point, it's time to be a mentor. It's time to shape and mold these, these, these younger lives that are coming up. Or do you want to just hold on to what you have so you can look and, and, and look important and be like uh, above others? It's time to pass it on, saints. It's time to pass it on. And sometimes it's not, being, it's not about being a mentor or a mentee. Sometimes it's just about fellowship and support. If you read earlier in this chapter, you'll see a, a beautiful story that, that took place. In Exodus, the 24th chapter, verses 9 through 11, it says, Then Moses went up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. You hear that? And they saw the God of Israel, and under his feet there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire, as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against the nobles of the sons of Israel. And they saw God, and they ate and drank. Do y'all hear what took place? They, they saw God. So Moses and his crew, they went up to worship God, right? And when they worshiped God, they, God allowed them just to see just, just his feet, <laughs> just his feet. And when they saw his feet, they, they, they worshiped him together, and they were on one accord, and afterwards they had sweet communion. They had sweet communion. They decided to go ahead and just have a little snack and talk about that experience. See, that's why God gives us one another, 
so that we can walk this walk down here together, supporting one another and being there for one another. It is important, but like I said, the first step is getting closer to him and getting nearer to him. And then once you experience him and we experience him together, then all of a sudden down here is a bit better and it gets better. And we can just talk about how good God is. And we can talk about how wonderful he is. And see, when I tell you how good he is and how wonderful he is, you're not looking at me like I'm strange and crazy because he's been good and he's been wonderful to you too. And that's what it's about, about knowing him first, knowing him first. But do we want to? But do we want to? Do we want to know him more? Do we want to know him more? In verse 16, it says, the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. Rest means that it was him dwelling there abode there that's what the expositor said and he and, and he said that it signified closeness nearness god was there and he was in our vernacular chilling chilling it wasn't about him being high and lifted up he's high and lifted up but what he wanted you to know is that he wanted to be closer he wanted to be nearer and he wants us to be closer, and he wants us to be nearer to him. He came down, revealed himself to us so that we can be closer and nearer to him. Amen? And in James, the fourth chapter, eighth verse, it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. God desires for us to be near him. But a proper relationship with God is not only loving him, but is also having that reverential fear of him as well, right? And that's why we see in verses 17 and 18, we see, we see a scene like none other. It says, and to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Hebrew. Book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, in verse 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. Who among us is willing to go up that mountain? Who among us, who, who's willing to take advantage of the invitation God is, is he's inviting us to come on up that mountain and who among us would be like Moses and, and go up that mountain and not only go up that mountain, but enter, enter into the midst of the clouds? Who wants to get closer to God today? 
See, it is no need to be concerned about your physical needs. See, Moses was up there for 40 days and 40 nights, and he didn't have a, 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 a snack, a gogurt, or anything like that with him. He just had the Lord, and the Lord sustained in him. The Lord sustained him, right? And guess what? God can supply your needs as well. It's about being closer and nearer to him. The challenge today is for the believers to get closer and nearer to him. Do we want to get closer and nearer to him? The challenge for the unbeliever today is the same. Do we want to, do you want to get closer and nearer? to him. And Psalm, Psalms, the 51st Psalm, verse 17, it says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. See, that's what it takes to get closer to God. A broken spirit. I looked up that word broken, and you know what it means? It means shattered. <laughs> it means shattered. It, mean, it means that you, you, you're not standing on anything that you can bring. It's shattered. It's broken. And, and guess what? You recognize that it's broken. <laughs> You recognize that it's broken. It's a broken, a broken spirit. It's not a spirit that stands up and says, I don't need nobody. And I don't even need God. I only need him this much. No, no, it's broken. <laughs> it's shattered. It, it, it has nothing to stand on on its own. And it said a contrite heart, a contrite heart, it, it looks even more inwardly, and it says mentally, you're just collapsed. You're just collapsed, and it's like you're not standing on any self-assertions or anything. You are just knowing you're in a state where you know you need him. You know you need him. See, a proud person can't come to him because they will think, I don't need him. But keep living life. <laughs> keep living life and watch when life goes upside your head and see if you don't need him because he didn't design us to be independent of him. He says, you need me and I will show you that you need me. You need me and not only do you need me, you need to be closer to me. You need to be nearer to me right? You need to draw nigh to me. How many of us, once again, have, have it in our spirits where we want to be closer to him? That's what this thing is all about. Imagine, once again, being Moses, and Moses is seeing this scene right before him. And then God says, come on up. And he actually enters what looks to be a consuming fire. My God, what a scene. What a scene. 
But here's the exact opposite of that scene. Down below, it says that it appeared to the children of Israel to be a consuming fire. And they saw that right before their eyes. And at some point, someone had an, a, a, a crazy idea. And here's the crazy idea. While they saw that cloud up there, they said, let's make a calf. Let's make a calf. Let's make a calf and worship that calf. When they saw this consuming fire up on the mountaintop. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, is that, you know, that consuming fire, that cloud that led the folks out of Egypt, see, see it, it provided light for the Israelites. But for the Egyptians, it was darkness. What are you going to do with God? What are you going to do with God? This revelation, these these. These, these messages that he's given you, the book that he's given you, what are you going to do with God? Because truthfully, what will happen is either you will grow more blind or you will see more light. You will see more light. But I promise you one thing, you won't, one thing is that you will not remain the same. It's either going to be one way or the other. Draw nigh to him today, church. Draw nigh to him. I mean, put it in your spirit. <laughs> if, it's, if he's not on your schedule, get, get a Sharpie and put it in there. And he needs to remain in there permanently day after day after day after day. You need to know him more and more and more. Matter of fact, I encourage you all to get a, a real Bible. Yeah, I, I know that these phones are good. I understand. But, 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 but you know, it hit me this week that, you know, I, <laughs> on this phone that I call my portable Bible, I, I, can, I can take that app off and close it, and then I can call somebody on it. And then I can pull up something else that don't pertain to God at all. And if my mind really ain't right, I can do something else with this phone. But I tell you what, when you get you a, 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 a Bible, <laughs> a physical Bible, right? Yeah, yes, sir. When you get you a Bible, it, it's only going to say one thing to you. <laughs> right? It ain't gonna be no social media all up in there. It's you, you know exactly what book you have in your hand. You have a Bible. And when you have that Bible in your hand this week, I just want you to just use your imagination for a moment. And imagine when you open that Bible, imagine that a consuming fire is talking to you. Imagine that your face is illuminated as if this blinding light is on you because that's God ready. He's getting ready to talk to you. He's getting ready to communicate to you. It's not just words, it's living words. So when you go to the word, 
Make sure you understand that it's the God of the word that you are being addressed by. He is talking to you and he wants to draw close to you and nearer to you. But do you want to be near to him? But do you want to be near to him? I tell you, saints, this message encouraged me. That lesson encouraged me this week. I have a deeper passion for his word. I want to be nearer to him. I want to walk closer to him. I want to be all up on him and all on his side. I, I, would, I would love to be so close where, where, where he could possibly say, okay, just, just, just give me some room for... Or somebody else, you know, just give, I want to be that close to him. You know, I, I don't want to hold a hem of a garment. I want to be all up on his shoulders. I just want to just grab his whole robe. I want to be closer to him, saints. Because see, that's what it takes down here. That's what it takes down here. When you live in life each day, I tell you, you need to be in his presence. Take time to be in his presence, saints. And for those who don't know him at all, um, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. You need to come to him. You, I, I, I implore you to come to him. I beg you to come to him because there's nothing else better than being near to him. But in order to be near him, you have to come to him through Christ by faith, a faith relationship with Christ. Amen. 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 Choose ye this day who you will serve. And I pray that if you are in a situation where you don't know him, I pray that you will make that decision today to decide to make Jesus your choice. And if you do, please contact us. Please contact us. Our information is readily available and there'll be someone to talk to you. And this is for the folks on Zoom and for those who are here don't let this moment pass you by. Come today. There will be folks up here just willing to take that initial step with you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I'll hand it over to the hospitality.